Well, for more, let's cross live to executive editor of 21stCenturyWire.com, Patrick Henningsen. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Good to have you on today. Um, if we can start with the speech there by President Erdogan to Parliament uh, earlier, a lot of rhetoric, a lot of strong words here. Do you foresee any action uh, behind that? Uh, is this just uh, rhetoric, is it just PR, or can we expect some sort of major Turkish operation uh, against Syrian government forces in northern uh, Syria? Well, that's the big question. The big question is, uh, does does Turkey as a country have the stomach for uh, a shooting war with its neighbor, Syria? And up to this point, they've been able to avoid this. Uh, I, I personally, based on Turkey's uh, willingness to put proxies out on the front line to sort of deputize uh, the Free Syrian Army, for instance, and all these various uh, militant jihadi factions and absorb them into the under the Turkish military structure, that, that, that sends a message, I think, to, to Syria, to, to Russia, uh, to Iran, to other people on the ground there, that they're not that serious. Uh, they don't have the stomach uh, for body, Turkish body bags to pile up. Because at that point, it's going to become very unpopular, uh, this conflict. It, Erdogan's been able to side-skirt that uh, up to this point. And now, because the jihadist factions are not performing on the ground very well, uh, Turkish uh, soldiers are having to actually be on the front lines for the first time against facing Syrian Arab army forces, for instance. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not a sustainable position for, for Turkey, and also because they don't have uh, any access to the airspace uh, over Idlib. Uh, Russia and Syria are in control of this airspace, and I, I don't see Turkey challenging them on that. If they do, then, then we have the potential for uh, an escalation of fighting and tension that could, could expand beyond even Syria. Yeah, we'll come back to that, uh, that shortly. But these uh, recent events, they began with Russia, that Turkey accusing each other of violating de-escalation agreements. Um, have uh, all the signs been upholding their ends of those, uh, those agreements? This is the problem. Uh, Turkey has not upheld its obligations, not on the Saatchi agreement, but also on the Astana agreement. On the Saatchi agreement, uh, the de-escalation zones are, are not going to work if Turkey doesn't uh, um, uh, maintain its side of the bargain and in order to separate the uh, militants supposedly from the regular moderate rebels, we know in reality that there is no difference really between those two. So that part of the agreement is neither here nor there. But be because of this, there's no way to have de-escalation zones. So Turkey's failed on that, and that's the, so the Sochi agreement. On the Astana agreement, uh, sir, if you remember back in the fall of 2018, uh, there were a number of things agreed, and one of the key things was that Turkey would assist in the liberation of the international road, the Damascus to Aleppo road, or the, uh, the, the M5 uh, highway. Tur Turkey has never done that. And as if, if you notice, now that Syria is making concerted moves to liberate the M5, now Turkey is moving and uh, creating all sorts of obstacles and situations that are impeding uh, that from happening. So that does indicate that there's the reason none of these agreements are working is because actually Turkey appears to be pursuing a parallel agenda. And as long as it's doing that, um, there's no way that they're going to meet those obligations. And therefore, the situation will become dysfunctional very quickly. We saw some tensions in uh, the Kamishli area as well, aside from Idlib. Uh, it seems that U.S. troops had some sort of clash, some sort of altercation at a checkpoint there with locals, local militias. There was uh, blows, there was uh, bullets traded. Um, what could that mean and what does this say about how locals are responding 
uh, to the U.S. presence on the ground in Syria? This is hugely dangerous. This is hugely dangerous because we know how the United States, how Washington will react if anything happens or if so much as an abrasion or a scratch uh, appears on one of their soldiers, even if they are occupying or operating illegally. Uh, against international law in a, play, in a country like Syria. So this is extremely dangerous from that point of view if something happens. So and, uh, Syria is very aware of this. They're playing the long game. Damascus, Moscow are certainly playing the long game in this respect. They're tolerating the U.S. presence uh, in Syria. They have done from the beginning. Um, but the, the priority for Damascus is Idlib. Uh, and after that, it will be Afrin. Uh, and when those two areas, eventually they will be liberated, they will be cleared up, but it might not be immediately. But eventually they will, because it's not a sustainable position for Turkey. As soon as that happens, then the United States is completely out of sorts. There's no way they'll be able to maintain uh, their current position, uh, because they don't have any other leverage. Uh, in other parts of the country. And that's always been the success of the, of the West and its coalition uh, includes Turkey, Israel, uh, the Gulf states, the U.S., Britain, France, everybody who's been involved, ISIS, in destabilizing Syria is that they had multiple fronts going simultaneously. And that allowed them to sort of leverage and, and force Syria to uh, allocate uh, in some cases, in desperation, forces and troops and assets, resources in places where it was inconvenient. And this is why we're eight years down the road now. Uh, and this we're, we're still uh, haven't reached the end of this uh, of this conflict because of that very reason. Syria is being hit from multiple angles. It has from the beginning since 2011. It this continues today, although they're very close to liberating Idlib. When that happens, then there's the, the situation in northeastern Syria for the U.S. and for Turkey as well becomes very, very difficult to maintain. Yeah, very much for powder keg, that area, isn't it? A uh, focus of interest from uh, multiple sides that have an interest in Syria. Patrick Henningsen, there, executive editor of 21stCenturyWire.com. Thanks for coming on today. Great to have you on the program.